1: Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast.
0: Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in.
1: Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo,
2: baseball! Well... You win some, and you lose some. Unless you're on the mound, we lose them all. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. I don't know I want to put this lightly, but I mean, we're getting killed out there, and I think it's pretty much all your fault. This is the Hot Corner. You do see the trend out here, right? Every time you're on the hill, we get murdered. The inside story on baseball and more. Dude, if I end up back in rehab this season, it's all your fault. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. Look at it this way. You're not the worst little league pitcher on the planet. You just better hope that the kid that is doesn't quit. Uh, I take it back. You're the worst. Now, here are your hosts for the hot corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch. Martinez, to Lanzare, Lanzare, Welgus. Coach, I
0: speak English.
2: Dude, you're lucky your mom's hot. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome to the second hour of the hot corner. If
0: you're missing the first hour, you download that. The Les Tires podcast at 1080 The Fan and the Odyssey app. And speaking of podcasts, uh, the Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. As it always does. I know we were off last week, so it's not always. But, you know, it's it's we're
1: off next week. So definitely not always. You
0: know, it's it's media. You know, everybody lies in media except for us. We don't lie yep uh we got <laughs> nice answer mike i'm 140 pounds guys <laughs> i'm five foot seven <laughs> um, we got fair coming up in about 30 minutes
1: <clears throat> but your your fake lying height was five foot seven well yeah dude i'm five <laughs> six and three quarters but you can't say that to people because they're
3: like wow what a
1: douche
3: i imagine someone heard that and they're just like oh he must be really tall then Wow, I've well, heard Patrick all this time say he was really, really short. But if he's lying about 5'7", <laughs> he must be like
0: 6'3". Well, it is really funny. When we first started doing this show, you know, Mike, you know, Mike, you were still making your bones. You had just got the primetime gig. Not yeah. too far, what, maybe like two years or something like that?
1: It may have, that. Uh, Maybe even just a year, yeah. Right.
0: So you're still making your bones. I'm fresh, off, literally off the streets. And we start this show, and I'd meet people at, at some like 1080 events you know this is pre-covid when we used to go out and do stuff all the time they'd be like wait you're patrick harris and i'm like yeah they're like i assumed listening to your voice you were like six four yeah because you've got the deep guttural right. radio voice and that's mike lynch wow he's huge and i'm like mike's not huge he's like an average male to me, at least. Once, well, once you're taller than 5'10", I'm just like, you guys are all big.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I am six foot four, so I'm not the average male. But there are a lot of tall people, yes. Yeah, yes. Well, especially in sports. A
0: lot of people are former athletes. Like, Suk is big, and he's half the size of what he was when he was an athlete.
1: That is true. You he's, know? He is and, and much he's thinner a, than he used to be. And he's a big dude. Yep. Uh,
0: so anyway, so so that's funny. No, I'm five, six, and three-quarters, but I tell people I'm five six because saying five, six and three-quarters is douchey and saying five seven is a lie.
1: Saying five, six, and three-quarters needs to stop when you're ten years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: I'm I'm, 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 I'm I'm this and a half. I'm, 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 I'm. Uh, but I want to get into some I want to get into some fun stuff. Uh, the reigning MVP of the National League is uh was on track and I picked him at the beginning of the year. And as he was producing the beginning of the year, looked like he was going to win another MVP. Uh, But then he got hurt and he's been gone for a while. And I'm speaking of Bryce Harper, who we spoke of last, uh, last hour, but more in like a personality thing. Uh, I'm very interested in Bryce. Who's now, now swinging in cages, taking some live BP is on his rehab assignments and could be back soon For the Phillies, I'm really interested in this because he was hot, very hot before he went down. And remember, he got hit by a pitch, and that's why he's out.
1: Right. Um, He had had partially torn his UCL, which is the Tommy John injury. mm -hmm. But because he's not a pitcher, he can still play DH. He he couldn't play in the field anymore. Yep,
0: They moved him to DH, and they were like, take care of this in the offseason, see what's going on. And then he got hit, and I forget who threw it. And he was so mad. Was it Blake Snell? I think I it was know. Blake Snell. I don't remember. Hit him, and he was like, dude, I'm so sorry. And he was like, F you, man, being the douche that he is. But Philadelphia – Also cur- probably
1: knowing he just <laughs> fractured his hand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Philadelphia currently sits in the second wildcard spot with a half game up on San Diego and Milwaukee's two games out. Interesting Giants-
1: that they made the playoffs after they fired Joe Girardi <laughs> <My>
0: <laughs> or made bad. the playoff chase. I'll take the heat on that. I was definitely wrong on that one. Uh, the Brewers are two games out from the third spot and the Giants are five games out and the rest doesn't matter. Uh, and I don't know how much I believe in the Giants. The Phillies are in the playoffs right the now. The answer is you shouldn't. Yeah. The Phillies are in the playoffs right now and they've been doing this without Bryce for two months now, I am very, very curious in what the Phillies look like with Bryce, because it can go one of two things. This team has kept the ship right, and their biggest trade deadline acquisition is a healthy Bryce Harper, like what uh, Depoto said. Our our halftime acquisitions are Kyle Lewis and Mitch Haniger. Kyle right. Lewis got sent down, <laughs> anyway. Sam so Haggerty apparently is like the next Barry Bonds. Um,
1: Well, definitely not Barry Bonds, but is, he's like the next Ichiro. Is, is Bryce Harper your
0: trade deadline acquisition? Or is it what we've seen in the past that as good and as talented as Bryce Harper is, for some reason he brings the team down? They, he walks from Washington, and they win a World Series. He's hurt for two months, and they're in the playoff chase. And that's a team that spent a lot of money and haven't made the playoffs yet. That, so I'm curious how this
1: plays out. I think it's going to go the the the, the former. Yeah, I don't, don't think it'll be the latter. I was going to say I don't I don't know if it's fair to say Bryce Harper's the reason why they didn't well, fully ever make that last step. Well, nothing is
0: fair when I trash him because
1: I trash him biasly. He's a sensational player and I think it had way more to do with the coaching change and a couple of young guys coming up and or finally reaching their potential, Alec Bohm this year. He's almost at 300 That's after great. almost being out of the, the league last year. He hit in the three hole yesterday for them. They called up that guy Hall, mm-hmm. who's just hitting bomb after bomb, and they traded. I, he got hurt, sadly, pretty seriously, it looked like. They traded for Brandon Marsh, good fielder, decent contact hitter. They, they have all the – and stop. The uh, infielder, I don't remember his first name, but he's a young guy who, again, struggled to begin with and then completely is taking off this year. Or completely playing much better this year. I think that's what it is. So putting Bryce Harper back into that lineup is amazing because you just put him in the three hole and you've got one of the best hitters in baseball around guys Ooh. who are hitting to their level or performing a little over their level. And a bunch of other guys who still get on base a lot, like Reese Hoskins still has a 350 on base percentage. And Casianos is there and he's having a pretty solid year hitting 260. Started slow. So he's he's really climbing the way out. Uh, That's what I think it is. I also think, one... Gene Segura's back now, too. Just came off the IL. He was really hot before he went down. He's been off for a while, though. Their starting pitching has been way better. Mm -hmm. Uh, They traded for Syndergaard, which has gone about what you would expect. He's been fine. Uh, But, like, Kyle Gibson has been... Incredible sometimes, and not so good other times, but incredible. He's been on my fantasy team three times this year. (laughs) Uh, Zach Wheeler, obviously a Cy Young candidate last year, really, really good. And then I think the fact is, is they found their closer. Their bullpen's been such a problem, and they trade for David Robertson, who is having a renaissance here with the Cubs, and they have Sir Anthony Dominguez as their closer, who's unhittable now. Yeah. So the biggest problem the Phillies had the last few years was the worst bullpen in baseball, or one of them. That's not the case anymore. And, may, and and maybe an overhyped manager. Certainly an overhyped manager. Yes. A very, 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 very stubborn old school manager. And and so
0: it's funny. Last time we were on the show two weeks ago, you know, the Padres just traded for Juan Soto. And I'm like, that's the team I want to watch.
1: And since they're, they're, they're not super cold, they're, they're, they're
0: not going to win the division because the Dodgers are at such a huge lead, but that's the team I want to watch. Like, When you're leading the division, like if you're the Astros, I don't need to watch the Astros. They're good. I know why they're good. Verlander is probably going to win another Cy Young, and Jordan Alvarez is as scary as Miles Garrett. Like, I don't need to watch their games. I know why they're good. So in the stretch, I want to watch, like, oh, Padres just got one soda? I'm going to watch Padres games. Mm -hmm. But now that Tatis gets busted and he's out, I'm like, don't care about that anymore. I'm kind of like, Bryce is coming back. Mm. Phillies are a half game. I've up always for the hated second the Phillies, but
1: maybe that'll be interesting mm-hmm. to watch.
0: Okay, because the American League is fascinating, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, that's kind of what's
1: the hitting Amer- me the, right now. The American League is loving the three wild card. Absolutely team. loving it. New situation. There's so many teams in it. And it's been moving around a ton the last few weeks. Yep. It's been fun. And that's what we'll get to next. When we come back, let's slide over to the American League. I didn't even mean
0: this. There is a team that just won't go away. And I, for one, am here for it. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Tune in is the audio
1: platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four.
0: Donchich. The step back three, you bitch! Music.
2: You set my world on fire.
3: And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
1: Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, you deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crowley Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
0: All right, Farrow Foul coming up in about 15 minutes. We always love that. Everybody loves that. That'll be run by our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher, who uh, has been quiet because Mike and I are pretty pumped up today. But I'm going to need Joe a little bit on this. Uh, the American League wild card, I, de- I don't mean this as like a wild card segment, uh, you know, pull the curtain back. I don't necessarily want to go down and say, you know, who's up, no, who's no. better, who's going to make it. Not we that.
1: want to talk about one team and one team only. There's one team only.
0: Currently, The Seattle Mariners have the number one spot in the wild card. Not that team. The Tampa Bay Rays are a game game back from the Mariners for the one spot. They are a half game up on the Toronto Blue Jays, who have the third spot. Not that team either. Now, Minnesota and the Chicago White Sox are also in the hunt, as they should be. Minnesota lost the division lead to Cleveland. That could be its own conversation, how (laughs) Cleveland is... Not good, yet winning their crappy division with two teams that should be leagues better than them. But, Michael, we are here to speak about the team that nobody wants to play right now, and that is the Baltimore Orioles. Somehow this team just traded their captain, probably their best player, and now sit... And their closer. And their closer, and now sit one and a half games back. If I were them... If I'm an Orioles fan, if I'm an Orioles player, we're ahead of schedule, way ahead of schedule. We're playing with house money. The chances of the Orioles making the playoffs, in my opinion, are very slim. You're going to roll into the end of the year playing spoiler. You're going to play the Blue Jays who are in your division, the Rays who are in your division. You're going to play the Yankees who are in your division. The Red Sox are a whipping post. And you Except can play the Yankees last week, <laughs> apparently. And you can play spoiler on top of that to the Mariners, the Twins, the the Indi- the Guardians. I would say the Guardians are in the wild card hunt, even though they're winning. They're they're currently in first in the division.
1: All three of those teams are and, involved, and
0: the White Sox. Out of all of these, out of these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams, including Cleveland, that are wild card contenders, boy. I'm kind of envious of Baltimore.
1: Baltimore is a terrifying juggernaut that cannot be stopped right now. And, and you can't
0: explain why.
1: Well, I think you can. It's the Orioles rake. They just hit. Who's I, they? Who? Who is they? Well, look at their who lineup. Who are these people? Well, look at the lineup. It's actually stacked. It's stacked, but who are they? Right. Cedric Mullins. Who? Adley Rutschman ryan mountcastle anthony santander um austin hayes who am i missing am i missing a big one i'm pulling it up right now it, it's it, the lineup is really sexy and cedric
0: mullins adley rutschman anthony santander ryan Mountcastle, Taryn vavra oh he's a rookie austin hayes Van O'Dor, ramon urias Jorge Mateo. Yeah. So Chirinos on the bench, Tyler Nevin, Ryan McKenna, Brett Phillips. Who are these
1: guys? Right. So I almost think the Orioles are the beneficiary right now of being bad in the AL East for so long that they knew exactly what they needed to do to compete in their division. And because of that, They're annihilating everybody else. Bingo. And the division games are still tight in their, you know, close series because all those teams are pretty even and and pretty close. But everybody else is like, it's like they're playing the Blue Jays or the Yankees or the Rays. The Orioles are now, I think, maybe a smidgen below, but very close to being on Rays Blue Jays level in terms of, you don't want to face those teams in a series, or you do, and it's going to be exciting but close. And how many players can you name on the Blue Jays? I think I can name their batting lineup from top to bottom. I can name three
0: starters. Yeah. I know they're closer. Mike, Jordan Lyles, Spencer Watkins, Kyle Braddish, Dean Kremer, and Austin Voth. Both? Yeah. No idea. And you made up half those names. <laughs> that, is, that is their rotation. Yep.
1: I- and they got guys <laughs> and they got guys in the minors coming up. I- I'm literally speechless.
3: <laughs> like, didn't you guys call up a starter recently? Uh man, I think so.
1: Yeah, uh, and also Watkins is a rookie this year. He's been pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of it is momentum, and, and and the offense is the key. Their bullpen's actually nasty good too. By the way, they traded their closer and just had a better closer available in <laughs> Bautista and made him the closer instead.
0: Uh, they got a first round overall. In 2017, uh, the 21st overall, D.L. Hall is 23-9. He is their highest-ranked. I think he's getting called up, right? uh, Yeah, he's 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 their highest-ranked pitcher, starter in the minors. Uh, Healthy
1: starter, because they also got Grayson Rodriguez. (laughs) Right, right. He's out for the year, though. Yeah. Um, It started with the lineup. The bullpen followed, and then the staff followed. The momentum swung the whole team this direction, the upwards trajectory. I think it tells you a great deal about the ability of Brandon Hyde as a manager, a guy who was hired to be a losing manager. Yep. And just be a good level-headed guy in the clubhouse when you were losing? We just saw Woodward
0: get fired in Texas, yeah, and he was the same idea. They always do this. Jace Tingler, the, you know, the, 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 the guy before A.J. Uh, Hinch in Houston, there's always some guy who's like, you're going to lose for a while, and the second we start getting good, you're fired.
1: But I, I think Brandon Hyde's doing a good job of potentially keeping that job for himself with how they're playing this year because, to be honest, this team shouldn't be this good yet, but they are. And I believe in them, and i i, I they 're here, so next year is the big year for them. Mm-hmm. This year is playoff hunt. It reminds me of last year 's Mariners. Mm-hmm. The Mariners last year were close, right playoff hunt a little sooner than you expected. sure, this year was the go for it year, and they did in their own way, and here they are at the top of the wild card standings after a slow start. Next year, I think is the orioles year this year 's hey, look the o's they 're cute they 're fun, look they're in the wild card chase. Next year is the year they're going to go try to make some free agent signings. They're going to try to make some big trades to fully round out this team. And they almost have to, because the rest of their division is doing the same thing.
3: Yeah. I mean, at the trade deadline, when Trey Mancini was traded and uh, Jorge Lopez, I was, I was concerned. I'm like, Hey, like what the hell, man, We're, we're right there in the thick of things. Like, why are we getting rid of dudes? And as the, I mean, really post trade deadline, The Orioles really haven't skipped a beat. No. And they're still competitive, still winning games. I think they're 10-5 and in their last 15 games. Now, looking at their schedule going ahead, they've got, like, two series against the Astros. They have to play the White Sox. They have to play the Guardians. Of course, you know, they got their divisional opponents. They're they're a team to watch. It's going to be tough. But, I mean, I'm right there with Mike where I was getting a little, like, listen, we've been in a rebuild for five years, and we're finally competitive. Why are we trading away some of our guys but the fact that we're still competitive after getting rid of two of our main pieces and with all the talent that is still about to come up, I'm right there with Mike. Let's get all these young pieces on the team ready to go. And go make a big signing or
1: trade or two in the offseason. For and there sure. you go. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm right there with Mike where it's like next year. All right, let's go. Well, there's two things that come to my mind. <clears throat> the first, I'll start with this. The Orioles in recent history, especially with their guys, Aren't afraid to spend money. Chris Davis, Adam Jones, like they spent money on those guys. And and sure, Adam Jones worked out and Chris Davis didn't. Uh, And they got outbid for Machado, but they were willing to spend money. So they're not, you know, they're not a raise. Well, they traded Machado. They had to because he wasn't, because he wanted more money than they could pay. So they're not, you know, they're not a Marlins. They're not a Cleveland. They're not a Pittsburgh they'll pay money if they think it's the right guy. Although their owner is not the best. Sure, sure. But they will, they will take, some, take some chances. Number two, and this is a very real thing that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. The Red Sox, in my opinion, are dead in the water. Xander Bogarts is going to walk. Devers is going to walk. And they can spend all the money in the world they want. There is no reason a free agent should sign there. J.D. Martinez has one more year. He'll get traded at the deadline next year. That is a sinking ship. The Rays will always be the Rays. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. Toronto, those kids are all going to need to get paid sometime soon. Okay? And I hate to say it, Mike, for your sake, if Judge walks, which I don't think he will, but if Judge walks, the Yankees are in a bad spot. I think if you're looking at, like, I'm not a gambler, but I'll use it as a reference. Future bets, future bets, the American League East is open. Like Toronto, Baltimore. <laughs> it's open. New, new leaders if, if Judge walks. It's open. I don't think Judge will walk. I think he'll stay a Yankee. I think, I think Cashman and the Steinbrenners would be stupid to let a guy like that, who came through your system, he's your guy, he's super marketable, super nice, they'd be stupid to let him walk, and I don't think they're that dumb. But even if he signs, the Yankees still have problems. You know, they still have holes. That rotation isn't awesome. This division is wide open. And if you're Baltimore, cautiously, you're kind of licking your chops. Yeah. This is open. I think they need one more year of this before they get free agents. I don't know if they can really get a true free agent difference maker in this offseason. Carlos, well, Carlos Correa is going to be on the market. Again. Again. I don't see him signing.
1: You that know? is a position they
0: can fill, though. That is a very big position they need. Um, I don't know if it'll be this season. It'll be interesting to see who's a free agent going into 2024 season. Because that's where I think they are. Moral of the story is, this is awesome. I am all about this. I, I, I am, am all about this. Like I was all about the Astros in 1415. I'm all about this. Like I was all about the, the the Mariners going into this year. This is how I love things being built. All of a sudden kids pop and you're like, wait a second.
1: We have a chance. I, I am openly rooting for the Orioles. And it's, openly. It's a divisional rival, but I really like the way they did it. I like a lot of the players on the team. In fantasy baseball, I'm in two leagues and I think I own every Oriole in both leagues, like not in, but across both yeah, leagues. Yeah. I feel like what I do. One of them I got Rutschman. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a fun team. And I, th- I think I feel this way about the mayor or I did more last year than this year, but I felt this way about the Mariners when you've been down for so long and it finally clicks and you start winning, the energy is contagious and you just want to keep watching and you want to keep rooting for them. And that's the the trap I've fallen un- into with the Orioles. And just one last thing to sum it up. I mean, this is why.
3: Th- I mean, I love this team because it was the first MLB park I ever went to, right? which, which
0: is such a great story because it's one of the most famous, beautiful stadiums in the history of the game. But I, I've, you know, this team in the city
3: of Baltimore, like the way that they rally around their teams, one, not just the Orioles, but the Ravens is like, that is a really good fan base. So when their team does good, they are passionate.
0: And I mean, University of Maryland fans are pretty big, too. The sure. Terps are big.
3: Yeah, and like Mike said, it's like, this reminds me of 2012, 2013. The Orioles were down for a long time, mm-hmm. like 15, 20 years down, basically right around when Ripken left. but we're,
0: we're the perfect age. Remember that wild card game against the Blue Jays? Right. Like, that was good baseball. That yep. was fun baseball. Yep. Yes. I yes. Mean, the douchebag threw the bat, but that was fun baseball. Most definitely.
3: But – Again, when there are these stints of just 100 losses, 100 losses, I mean, it happens to the Orioles much more than any team in the AL East, I'd think like about, to say. Think um, about the Tigers maybe.
0: Think about Tigers fans. Exactly. For...
3: So when you have these runs and you Royals get fans. this.
0: Yeah. They won a World Series. They're cool.
3: And you got these runs and <laughs> this momentum starts to shift. It really, really shifts. It really starts to go and... Again, that five-year run from twenty twelve to twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Showalter, yeah, man, that was just awesome. And to see how the fans and the team all came together, it's just like that's why I love this team is for these moments. Yeah, it sucks for five years where you're just bottom dwellers, and it's just when will it end? When you get to this moment, and you're like, finally. And then again, everything just ramps up.
0: It's why I love a team like this. If you haven't watched Baltimore, it's worth watching, especially with the teams they're going to play. Any time a Baltimore team is playing one of these seven, eight, nine, ten teams in the hunt, it is, we're almost to must-watch te- must television. All right, when we come back, fair or foul, we'll get us through the last half hour. We'll do all that next, but first, there's my man Joe, the Orioles fan himself, with
2: sports. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. That's a fair ball! Or Is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta
1: knocks it into center, David, tonight. Two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed.
2: This is fair or foul on the Hot Corner. On 1080 The Fan.
0: All right, this is our favorite segment. We're a little long, but we're going to go long because nobody cares and nobody's listening anyway. The bosses aren't around. And if you ever heard of Primetime, uh, we do what we want. And I got the producer sitting across from me. So without further ado, we'll pass this off to our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher III.
3: Yeah, uh, Primetime never ceases to amaze me, Mike, because uh, I believe last night you uh, took a break for the last commercial break at like 651
1: yeah that segment got away from us.
3: hey i i heard it i don't blame you guys
1: but uh again just a another all-time I, I had right to make some cuts in that commercial break <laughs> and then i emailed our traffic lady and was like hey, hey i had to delete these you said in the past i could delete these but if you need to replay them here are the numbers hey i'll,
0: I'll just <laughs> i'll just say this real quick i know it's not good radio but raise your hand if you've uh, sat in the producer chair for prime time Yeah, we all know what's going on over there. (laughs) Those yahoos.
3: Yeah. They're good dudes, though. I like those guys. They got good content. We definitely know what's going on up in Seattle with the Mariners, don't we, fellas? We follow them closely. Uh, They got a win today. And I wanted to uh, look at some trends over the last 30 days post-All-Star break the month of August that may concern some Mariner fans. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're no Orioles, let's just say that. <laughs> uh, but pitching, they got Luis Castillo at the trade deadline, and he has been solid for them. But uh, More than solid. Yeah, uh, but one uh, one player that they got at a trade deadline a few years ago, Marco Gonzalez, Ooh. who I believe he was a trade deadline acquisition. Yes? I don't remember. We'll find out. We'll I get our research team on.
0: Marco Gonzalez just exists.
1: I only think of him as a I will look it up, though.
0: Uh... I don't I feel like he got
3: traded from St. Louis. If I uh Well that might be right. Yeah. Checking in on it, run right it. they sent Tyler O'Neill. Yes. <laughs> I yes. think I think that's what it was. Yeah. Really? That guy's good. Yeah. Right? That's why everyone was like, What are you doing? Classic Mariner's move. Um, but Marco he needs to step it up. He's um traded from St.
0: Louis in July of twenty seventeen.
3: There you go. Perfect. Um Marco needs to step it up. He is uh one of the more consistent pitchers. You could save for the Mariners. He's not going to get you a ton of strikeouts, but he's uh, not going to necessarily lose you a game. But he's been doing that a little bit lately. Fair or foul, Marco Gonzalez has an ERA above
0: seven in the last 30 days. Uh, I will say fair. Um, I'm a little... Uh, I'm a little... Uh... I've got a little edge on this because I've got him in both of my fantasy teams because he's been pretty solid this year. The so last 30
1: is essentially the all-star break.
0: Yeah, basically. Um, but I'm also in last place in both my leagues. Well, I'm in second to last in the big one. Hey-o. <laughs> uh, and so being on my team doesn't really mean anything, and I'm obviously not first? following that that closely. I'm just trying to get guys that can eat up some innings. This guy. This um, guy. I know Marco was not good last week or his last start. I know he got shelled pretty hard and it was kind of ugly as these are important games. I will say fair. um, Only because I think we always knew eventually the rug would come out.
1: Uh, I'm going to say foul because I think he's probably had one or two decent starts in the last month. And even if he's gotten shelled a couple other times, that'll put it below seven the era so foul uh it's pretty funny
3: that if you change the um parameters last 30 days versus post all-star break it does change the answer so for this last 30 days it is foul actually it is lower than seven Mm. is it higher than six
1: yeah yeah probably
3: that is fair Is it higher than 6.5? Yeah. No. I thought it was 7, so I'm sticking to this train. It is fair. It is (laughs) 6.52. It is is, uh, ERA over the last 30 days. Fair foul? Highest in the American League for qualified pitchers. In that time frame? In that time frame.
0: Oh. I don't know. It can't be. Is Patrick Corbin still starting
1: games? He said American League.
0: Oh, American League. Right. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll say fair.
3: Uh it is fair. Pablo Lopez and uh Mike Nicholas. Miles Micholas. Miles Michaelis. Uh Michaelis. Uh,
0: Michael- yeah, whatever it is. Uh, Michael-,
3: think Michael about
1: my name. Michaelis. Legolas.
3: Legolas. 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 Oh yeah. I love
0: that. I love that.
3: Uh they have higher ERAs, but Marco Gonzalez, six point five two. And Dude. then when I
0: do change it to
3: post all star break, fellas, we have two mariners on there with eras above 6.5 marco and logan gilbert yeah uh, gilbert's been hit around a logan's little bit. logan's
0: been hit around a couple weeks but i still have way more faith in the kid than i do marco gonzalez what's interesting is that chris flexen was pulled from the rotation and they kept marco in and i do believe service is going to believe in marco and keep him around but he better be careful because there are other guys on this team that can start games and if he continues on this stretch Marco's old guard. This team is new. All these other guys, George Kirby, Robbie Ray, Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert. That's not old Marco. You can get rid of Marco easily and pull him from the rotation. He's got a bitch better. Uh, Just because I
3: can ask you guys, I'm not going to look it up. George Kirby, former Duck? Am I wrong on that?
0: Uh his first round draft pick 19th overall in 2020.
3: Yeah, highly
1: um I'm, I'm on roster looking, resource looking, and I don't
0: think they say looking,
1: where he's from. I could be very wrong on that. Uh he did not play college baseball. Oh, well, good for him. Uh no, he played what? <laughs> he did not play for Oregon. Let's just say, say he, he didn't did. play for Oregon. But
0: he's good. I like him a lot. Okay. Uh,
3: Moving on. uh, So, I mean, you might just have the answer for this since I just shared that Logan Gilbert stat as well. Fair or foul, Mariners have the worst ERA in the American League after the All-Star break.
0: Oh, I can't believe this is fair. Um, Like I I said. Take a
1: look at my team. (laughs) um, Yeah, I I can't believe this is fair. I know Logan's been hit around. Obviously, Marco's been hit around. Although, if the two of them are the highest ERAs since the All-Star break, that may...
0: Yeah. Go opposite
1: of what we're thinking.
0: Yeah, but but if your ERAs are that high, you're also not p- pitching in a lot of innings. Castillo's been really good. Castillo's been good. Robbie Ray's been good. Um, Kirby's been solid. And your bullpen is one of the best bullpens. It can't be. I, I, I mean, it can be, but I would be very surprised. I will say foul.
3: I'll say foul. I am just double checking my work here to make sure I am not a liar. And uh, this is foul. They did not have the worst ERA. That's what I had on my papers. Uh, They have a 4.26 ERA since the All-Star break, which is second worst in the American League behind... Anaheim. The Boston Red Sox. (sighs) Mm, Suck on that, you losers. But the Cardinals, Giants, Pirates, Rockies, Nationals, all
1: with worse... Ooh, I don't
0: like you saying the Cardinals, man. If you're making a playoff push, you can't have one of the worst ERAs in baseball. Well, it's
1: a good thing their new starting pitcher, who we traded for no reason, has been great since they've gotten him. What's wrong with you guys? We'll talk about that in two weeks. All right. Hopefully nothing will be wrong in two weeks and everything will be fine. Hopefully. We go from the
3: the bump to the plate, to the batters, to the batting, the Mariners. Honestly, things have not fared well for them post-All-Star break. In that category, either fellas, fair or foul. Mariners have the worst batting average in the American League post-All-Star break. Uh,
1: well, Julio's been out for a decent amount of it. Yep, Winker was out for a little bit. Uh, Ty France, one of the coldest hitters in baseball the last few yep. weeks. He's been making jokes about how
0: cold he is. That's how cold he is. Adam Frazier been hot lately. Um, Apparently, Adam Frazier's mom was in an elevator with Scott Service. And she said to him, don't worry about my boy. He always hits. And since she said that, he's batting like 320. (laughs) That's cool. Um, And Sam Haggerty is the next Barry Bonds.
1: And you said American League, right, Joe? I did say American League. Uh, I'll say foul. I have have to say foul. Texas sucks. Anaheim sucks. Detroit is terrible. The Royals have just been shut out two days in a row.
0: Yeah, there's no way. No way. And if so, it's because Julio's out.
3: (sighs) All right. So um, some of the worst
0: averages
3: post-All-Star break. Uh, Mike's Yankees at 226. (laughs) Woof. Oh, we bad. The Rays at 223. (laughs) They bad.
0: They have starters, though. Uh,
3: The Angels at 221. The Tigers at 217. So the Mariners not even on there, and the Mariners Uh-oh. at two fourteen oh, with the worst average in the American League post All Star break. Oof. Wow! Only uh, we are truly in the dog days of baseball summer. Two fourteen for the Mariners, two ten for the Pirates, who are last.
0: That's post- funny because they break. have like exciting players too. <laughs> so
3: Mariners, they need to turn it around, and uh, they've they've done that a little bit in the month of August. Fair foul, Mariners have scored the most runs in the month of August in the American League. There's, what the hell is going on? There's
0: no way you can, I mean, I feel like this is such a setup, and I'm going to say fair, but as a logistical human being, there's no way you can tell me they have the worst batting average next to the Pirates in all of baseball, yet in August have scored the most runs, but...
1: Because I think you're trying to pull a fast one on me, I'll say fair. Yeah, let's go. And I'm going to say foul because I think you're trying to fake pull a fast one on us.
0: (laughs) We're both overthinking the room. Yep. This is fair. Yeah. (laughs) See,
3: Joe's jerk, man. So weird. 76 runs in the month of August already for the Mariners. That is fifth most in the majors. You got four National League teams in August all with more runs. I believe it was the Dodgers, the Padres, Braves, and Mets. I'll
0: try to find this stat, but there's something hilarious. In Shohei Otani's last two stats starts against the Mariners. He's given up like two runs, and both of those games, the Angels have lost because the Mariners have scored like nine runs in the ninth inning.
3: Angels Ooh, boy! Suck. I got I got really scared there for a second. I thought I messed up that last one, but no, I am right. I don't lie. I am the most truthful person on this show. Mariners most runs in the American League in the month of August. All right, I don't know what thank you're you, are talking sir. about,
1: I'm really 140 pounds. <laughs> All
0: right, thank you, sir. That is fair or foul. We do it every single week at 8:30. We come back. We'll wrap this bad boy up. The hot corner today, the fan.
2: On 1080, the fan.
0: All right, we're wrapping this back, bad boy up just to um, reiterate. We'll be off next week, as you've got the Ducks pregame show right here, home of the Ducks, from seven to eight next Wednesday. But we'll be back. I think you've called it a different
1: name every time. You've sure, said whatever, it. dude. Man, it's, it's so the funny. Ducks,
0: dude. Go Cougs, man. I don't know what to tell you, dude. <laughs> I'm more curious who's going to start a quarterback and like, uh, hope hoping fiercely that nick rolovich is just going to lose a ton of money in legal fees because he has no case against the state of washington well,
1: i think you know who's going to start a quarterback it's that ward guy right i
0: know i know it will be ward uh but we'll just see how that is uh but i do want to say this uh
1: since we're gonna be gone
0: for 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 a week uh next thursday i'm going to the goose show at okay. pioneer square in downtown portland They've been doing shows there over the summer, like downtown. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I'm really excited to go see the show. I'm just not excited to go
1: downtown. You're having to stand in Pioneer Courthouse Square? I know, I know. Well, it'll be like, sit on the bricks. It'll it'll be like
0: fenced off. So you're like, and there's security. So it'll be in a safe spot. But normally I would park in North Portland and then get on the Max and just jump off right there. And that would be so money, except for I have no interest in riding in the Max anymore. I used to use it all the time.
1: All the time. I did too. When I first moved here, we would, my, my ex-wife and I would take the Max to the airport every time we would the go time. there. All the time. All the time. we would walk to the Max and we would just take it to the airport. Yeah. And
0: and I lived in North Portland for, you know, a decade almost. And anytime I wanted to go to a Blazer game, anytime I want to go to a Timbers game, I was like, instead of, or just go downtown to meet some friends, go to Bailey's Tap Room or bounce around town, I always took the Max and now I just have zero interest in uh taking the max uh so i've got to find parking down there but then the week after that uh i head to the gorge for labor dave so uh hawaii, so it sounds like a, hawaii and concerts of two of my favorite bands in the entire world sounds like a wonderful month for patrick harris yeah this looks good man this looks really good i'm 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 really jazzed i'm i'm really happy i'm glad it's two jam bands in a row, too, which is something <clears throat> you like to do. Well, calling date, calling calling DMB a jam band gets the uh, the, the fish heads and the deadheads all uh, all in a flurry because uh, it's like white collar jam band instead of just like uh, acid jam band. It's like it's like your metal tears. You know right. you have a bunch of metal teams. Yeah,
1: subgenres.
0: I consider DMB a jam band, but if you talk to like the diehard jam bands, you're like, "That band's not a jam band. That band sucks."
1: <laughs> I understand that. And fully. you're like,
0: "All right, guys, can we just enjoy?" It's all.
1: The- it's all metal. It's all jam bands. Can just- we
0: just enjoy the music we enjoy?
1: Let's love, shall so we? So I'll
0: be downtown at the Goose Show next weekend. If you next week, next Thursday, if you're there, come say hi. Um, I'll be. Uh- He'll be the six foot three guy. I'll be the six foot four guy, Mike. I'm six four. Uh, Not wearing the band t-shirt because I refuse to do that. Well, you're not supposed to do that. All right. Beers on Us podcast tomorrow. We'll drop at 4. And for Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do.